0: Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. What's going on, OOP fam? I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson, and I brought a very special guest and friend along with me today, former Gamecock and current WNBA star, Miss Alicia Gray. What's going on, Alicia?
1: Nothing, just chilling. How are you? <laughs>
0: I'm good. Thanks for being here with us. We're all really happy and excited to have you here today. No problem. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I kind of wanted to start the episode off with letting the opinions on Pickens Fam know how we know each other and where we met. So I was going to talk about senior semester. (laughs) (laughs) So it's technically a class, but Alicia will tell you it's more like a job. So I'm going to let you kind of give the people a little insight on what a day was like for us in senior semester.
1: Uh it was a busy day. When we started uh basically it was a nine to five job uh before we even had, had real jobs, but we basically came put our news stories together, follow the director, what they had in mind. I mean, and then for the most part just putting our stories together, going out getting stories and stuff like that. We were definitely hectic. But
0: overall, I mean it was fun people in our class as well. So I enjoyed it it was a good time. Basically, yeah, like was. she said, it was like a nine to five job that every day we played a different role in. So one day Alicia might be the sports anchor, the next day she might be weather. And then the next day mm-hmm. she may be behind the camera doing audio and on a total different spectrum, which was really cool in my opinion to kind of get to learn all aspects.
1: Yeah, it was definitely fun. I really enjoyed that class. It was fun to me. It was long, but I mean, it was fun. <laughs>
0: It was. I give USC a lot of credit because that class, like I said, did make me a better person. Did professors like Greg and Rick make an impact on you at all? Uh, yeah, they definitely did. I mean,
1: they definitely uh brought me out of, out of my comfort zone. I mean, first in the class, I was shy and it was different. Like playing in front of a crowd of people, actually like talking in front of people are, are two different things. You know, they're more close and personal in your space. I mean, they definitely helped me out a lot of coming out of my shell and, and Opening up and showing more of my personal, like a, a door brick personality, so they help me bring out the personality in, in me.
0: I can attest to that, guys. In the beginning, she was very shy, and Alicia really is just like a soft, bubbly, fun person. And like sometimes <laughs> she doesn't show that side, but when she does, like it's totally different. You can see on her film. We all have film. I promise. There's some <laughs> film of her out there. <laughs> so another question. I know- <laughs> From that question, I guess now in your professional career, how did that training, I guess, of being on camera impact how you do interviews in your professional career now? Uh, it helps out a
1: lot. I mean, I give more lengthy answers than I did uh, coming to since semester. So I know I would give like one response uh, answers, but now I elaborate more on, on my uh, answers more than what I used to. And I, I taught a lot longer than what I used to as well. So, I mean, they definitely show me that interviews can be fun. So, I really enjoy doing interviews just to see how far I've come and able to elaborate more than what I used to.
0: So let's get into some basketball, you know, your area of expertise. And I kind of want to do a little background. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to kind of run through (laughs) some facts here. So just a girl from Sandersville, Georgia, who then takes her talents to North Carolina for a few years before transferring to our heart and soul, the University of South Carolina. (laughs) What What was it like growing up in Georgia? Uh, it was cool. I mean,
1: most of my life, I grew up playing basketball. So, I mean, basketball was, was really my life. When they say ball is life, I mean, it's really a true thing. Because for me, like, during summers, like, I didn't take vacations like normal kids did. So you come at the school and teachers are like, oh, write about what you did in the summer. I'm right about all the basketball tournaments I played in. But most importantly, it was cool. I mean, it was a small town. I mean, you basically knew almost everybody. But overall, I mean, it was cool growing up in Georgia in the town of Sandersville.
0: That small town, I mean, like going from there to North Carolina, what was that like? How was your time at North Carolina? Uh, it was fun. I mean, I was able to meet friends that I have for a lifetime there, especially
1: like uh, my two best friends currently, Stephanie Vonga and Jamie Chair. I mean, we really bonded very close at UNC. I mean, I already knew Diamond. That, that's a childhood friend. So I knew her going into UNC, but being able to... uh just build that bond with us, Stephanie Mabong and Jamie Chair. I mean, if I never went to USC, I would never be able to meet them. And it's just a lifetime friendship. Like to this day, we still communicate and talk and stuff. So
0: So I going to them. USC, obviously, UNC, excuse me, was obviously really important. The two best friends you got out of there are just lifelong things you'll always keep with you. What about USC then? Oh, uh, yeah. What made you decide to transfer? If things were going well in North Carolina, did you just want to go a different direction?
1: Uh, it's, it's a lot of, like, things that went on behind the scene that kind of geared me transferring. But I knew, like, when I wanted to transfer, I wanted to go to the University of South Carolina obviously because it was a lot closer, six hours away from home to only two hours away from home. And then being able to play on the coach Staley, too. And I knew going to South Carolina, I'd be able to compete for a championship as well. So that played a bit factor on Coach Staley and me transferring to South Carolina.
0: Yeah, that was going to actually be my next question was, did Dawn play a role for <laughs> coming there obviously it did I mean Dawn is just like a staple of just so much but I mean can you give us an idea of what it is like being on that women's basketball team under her leadership I mean it was great I mean she definitely prepares you for the pros I mean going
1: from Costa to the WMA other than like the physical level everything that co-study taught you like oh back then you was like Oh, uh, this don't make any sense to me. But once you actually experience that pro-level basketball, then it, it dawns on you like, oh, that's what Coach Staley was talking about in practice that day. So, I mean, definitely Cyclone, they, de- they develop pros. So you're already pro-ready. They build your frame of mindset, like everything. Like when you, once you reach that pro level, like you'll be comfortable because Cyclone, are like that's their main thing. Like they make pros.
0: They prepare you. I mean, something I love about Dawn is – Just something I love about Frank Martin also is they're such kind, awesome, amazing people, but when it's time to get down to business, it's time to get down to business with them, I feel like.
1: Yes, like you can't judge them like on the court because I mean, really, because everybody's in their zone. Like you can't judge a person on how they are on the court because in the zone, like nobody's there to be nice and make friends and have fun. It's off the court. Once you really meet a person off the court and get to know them, then you really know the real them.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, USC and everywhere, in my opinion, Dawn is one of those people who have completely changed the dynamic of the game in the WNBA. Is there a specific lesson that you take with her to the pros, that you speak from her to the pros?
1: Uh, just continue, like, being myself. I mean, I know before I went to the draft, uh, the she game was continue doing what got me there, and, and I've continued to do it, now, and I've been successful <laughs> in doing it. So the biggest thing is just continue uh, being yourself don't change you because obviously I did something right to be able to make it to the pro level.
0: 150,000% you're doing something right to make it to the pro level. Let's um not try to pull this down a little bit more. Let's kind of move into, okay. So of course you've made it. You've had an amazing career. I kind of want to specifically talk about the year 2017. So when you think the year 2017, what are just some things that come to mind when you think about that year? Uh, National championship. Yep. <laughs> uh. I mean, rookie true. of the year I'm to think about the championship.
1: <laughs> so
0: that oh, was yeah, like of huge the year, yeah, and,
1: uh, being drafted you know <laughs> yes yeah, so it, well, for the definitely uh winning that championship and rookie of the year in the same
0: year i mean come on girl like that is amazing seriously like people <laughs> look up to you there are, are little girls and boys that look up to you and that is that's amazing to see that
1: yeah it is it's, it's pretty cool when when like because i enjoy like Look, I love all fans, but like the little kids, like they're really like, like accountable. Like you can have like the worst game of your career and they'll still come up to you. Like you just went out and made score like a triple double or something. Like they're always happy for you. They never like bad Matthew. That's why I love like little kid fans.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Let me give the OOP fam a little bit of a recap of your 2017 year that they just don't really know about. So. As we said, national championship in April with the University of South Carolina. 11 days later, I'm sure she's still on a high from the Natty championship. She was drafted number four in the WNBA draft to go on to play all 34 games during that season, averaging 13 points, 3.9 rebounds, and 1.35 assists per game. I mean, come on, girl. Like, like did I get it all right? Am I missing something? Is there other things that you did that I just don't know about? Because the list just goes on and on? <laughs> No, that, you you covered it off. <laughs> you covered it off. All. all right. After <laughs> that, there was is was there like a moment of reflection for you after that year that was like, wow, I, I did it, or maybe something else, another feeling like relief or gratitude, or what was that like for you?
1: Uh, I'll say when the season uh ended my rookie year, I just took a, a deep breath because it was so continuous. Like I really played like year round. So once the season, I was able to sit back and like take a deep breath and kind of just like reflect on my accomplishments because at the time like, I not to celebrate any of my accomplishments because after winning the national championship the next day maybe didn't know it was the next day was the deadline to declare for WMA draft so I almost missed the WMA draft deadline to declare so I literally had like maybe like three hours to decide if I want to go to the, the draft or not so after that then you go to the draft, then the season starts, then Rick a year. And once the season's over, then I was able to be like, okay, now I can celebrate being a national champion. And now I, I can appreciate and celebrate winning rookie of a year and stuff like that. So it was just like a big,
0: <sighs> I bet, seriously. I mean, what's Dallas like? How, how are the fans there? How's the community there? What's the life like there?
1: Oh, Dallas is real, real chill and cool. I mean, the fans, like our arena, like, because we have like a, a small arena, so it's like packed on there. Like it gets loud and they're like the fans are play really loud. Like it's so, it's so much fun. Like the Dallas fans are very supportive. Like it's just so much fun. I love home games because we have like packed houses and the fans are really loud. So it's really cool.
0: That is really cool. And especially because I know you're used to packed arenas before that with USC. So you definitely didn't want to let down coming into the WNBA. But speaking of actually Oh, arenas yo, and stuff but South Carolina
1: on a different level
0: <laughs> South Carolina is on a different level you are so right and like that was the, something else I actually want to note real quick before <laughs> we move on is something Dawn has done at USC is created like instead of the fans it's the fams and she's created a community from it that has put all different types mm-hmm. of people together and brought just togetherness and just something that people can celebrate together on every level in w- d- women's basketball at Carolina. And I love that community she's created. Yeah. Cause I, I remember like back when I was getting
1: recruited by South Carolina, like the fan base wasn't as near as it is now. Like it was like general admission seating. Like you can basically sit anywhere in the arena and yep. then like two, three years passed by. And then now I see, The number one right in attendance. I'm like,
0: whoa, whoa, what? Seriously. What's going on? What's going on in South Carolina? (laughs) It's the fans. They pull up to home games, they go to away games. I mean, like, it must be a cool feeling to be in a away team at a stadium and feel like you have a presence of your home arena.
1: Yes, because, quick story. When I was at UNC, we played South Carolina in the uh, sweet. either I think it was a sweet 16 or round of 32 is one of the two. The tournament was in Greensboro, North Carolina. We're (laughs) in University of North Carolina. When I tell you that arena, all I saw was garnet. Like you thought we're in South Carolina. That's when I knew I was like, wow, like this team, they fans different. Like it's like we're in North Carolina. They're from South Carolina. They have more fans than the North Carolina team. Like it was the whole arena was just garnet. I'm like Oh my God, like they're different in South Carolina.
0: They really are different in South Carolina. If only we can get some wins on our football team, like our basketball team wins. I mean, come on. (laughs) It is pretty tough being a Gamecock football fan. But moving on, I actually do want to get to more of a serious topic though. COVID-19. COVID took over our country and the world earlier this year. There's been a lot of change uncertainty in 2020. In addition, we've had events like the death of Kobe Bryant, Breonna Taylor, while dealing with issues like ongoing systematic racism in our country, and at the same time, a presidential election in November, which as of today, Alicia, is just a little over a week away. Now, obviously, these problems are far from solved, But good things are happening and awareness is being raised because of organizations like the WNBA. What has the WNBA done that is notable to you? This
1: aspect of a platform. I mean, we know we have a big platform. People pay attention to So why not us? Like, why not we bring awareness to what's going on around the world? I mean, we have the followers on social media. Like, when we speak, people listen to what we say. So for us to bring awareness to all the social injustice that's going on in the world, I mean, that just shows what kind of league we are. I mean, we want unity and we want the right things to have. We want justice, but it's, it's just the unity that the WNBA has as a whole of using the platform to just bring attention to all the social injustice that's going on in the world.
0: And obviously attention it has brought. And speaking of attention, did you girls do messages or names on the back of your jerseys to represent People?
1: Uh, yeah, this year uh, they specifically put uh, Brianna Taylor on the back of our jerseys. And it was basically we were running the, the Say Her Name campaign. So we start off with Brianna Taylor, but we had her name on the back of our jerseys the whole season. But then throughout the season, before every game, we would change the names of women that haven't got justice yet. For being done wrong, so it was just cool, like being involved in that and, and being a voice and a platform to bring justice or try to bring justice to the people that that wasn't that hasn't had justice yet,
0: like I said, obviously, justice has not been done in a lot of areas, but I feel like unity is a big part of change going forward, and I'm glad that at least the unity is starting to form, and hopefully we can move forward mm-hmm. speaking of moving forward. Is there any message you would like to send to people who are just not sure if their vote matters or if they should even vote in this upcoming election?
1: I mean, the biggest thing is get out there to vote. Make sure you register to vote because, I mean, we can talk and badmouth people all we want, but if we don't bring action to or back up your action to what you're saying, I mean, no change will come because it makes no sense for us to badmouth certain people or talk about people and you don't do things like vote to make change. So it's very important. It's very, very important to get to the polls and vote.
0: I totally agree. Election day is November 3rd, everyone. In most states, you can vote early, and I would encourage everyone to do so. If you need any more information about registering to vote, voting early, or where to vote, please visit vote.org. Me and Alicia very much encourage you guys voting, people. Get out there and work those polls.
1: Yes, please.
0: (laughs) Seriously, guys, to keep this more kind of on COVID, the WNBA took on a bubble. What is that like?
1: Uh, It was definitely different. Uh, I won't lie. I mean, just the way they put together was just unbelievable. All the hard work they they put in to even make a season come this year. Because at first, we were unaware we were going to even, or undecided even if we're going to even have a season this season. For them to bring the idea of of the bubble and for everybody to even stay safe and not catch COVID during the bubble, I mean, that just shows the success that the bubble had. I mean, it it was uh, was also kind of weird that you, like, go downstairs. Like, you see, like, the referees in the lobby. You see, like, (laughs) people, like, every single day. But other than that, I mean, it was cool that we were able to have a season and everybody was able to stay safe.
0: That is that number one goal, stay safe. I mean, obviously when they presented that to you, was it kind of like the notion of playing with limited or no fans? Was that kind of like, uh, okay, like how was that feeling? Uh,
1: I mean, you rely on fans for many things, like to get you going, to get the momentum of the game going. So like, it was definitely kind of weird at first, but as time when you kind of get used to it, because once you get like into the focus of the game, you just focus on what you're doing on the court. But I mean, it's definitely... Weird to not have fans, especially not like your friends and family, able to watch it, be there in person as well. So that that was kind of weird as well. But other than that, it was once once we got going,
0: you got kind of used to it. But at first, it was definitely weird. I I totally feel that. So what (laughs) I do need to ask this though, (laughs) I know this might sound really corny, so don't make fun of me. But is the is there trash talk in the WNB? Like there isn't. Be like y'all talking trash to each other on the court. Like how does that work? (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh yeah people talk trash Oh yeah, they definitely talk trash
0: <laughs> I'm, okay not a, I'm
1: personally not a trash talker but I mean there's definitely some trash talkers on the court yeah
0: <laughs> like, you're just gonna leave it all out there like let me let me just shoot this three-pointer in your face I'll shut you up <laughs> yep yep <laughs> <laughs> well what also what's it like playing with Ty former Gamecock Ty Harris oh uh, it's fun I
1: mean I was very excited when Ty got drafted to The wings, like I started like jumping up and down at the TV. Cause I mean, I love playing with Ty. I mean, she's a great point guard, great person. Like, I just love Ty so much. But so for her to be able to come to Dallas Wings, because it's crazy, because like on her senior night, I had like made like a video for her, and I was saying how like I wish I could have another year to play with you. And then, oh. then a, a, <laughs> a month later, like she getting drafted to the Dallas Wings. I mean, but so I was just overjoyed, like I was so excited.
0: See people dreams come true. <laughs> Yep, they really do. (laughs) Seriously. So so what are some you think of the assets you guys have going into this next season that other teams maybe don't have as much so?
1: Uh, I think just the fact that, like, we're young, so you're able to do, like, many things with us. I mean, we tend to – since we're young, we got fresh legs and tend to not get as tired. But I just think our hard work and our, our grit that we have as a team. But overall, I mean, I just think we just can use our, like, Us being young as as an advantage because every year, like I've been like, we're the youngest team in in the league. So we can use that to our advantage of being young.
0: I love it. One of the youngest teams, and actually one of the one of the older teams, not older, but Miss Sue Bird, and then they took the the championship this year. Congrats to them. Asia had a great performance. Shout out to them. I mean, (laughs) Vegas really played a great season, so I gotta give them some credit. Oh yeah, MVP. (laughs) Miss MVP is what I'm saying. Miss MVP. (laughs) So, <laughs> what's it like playing against her or playing against the, the Vegas? I know that's a new team. So how is it playing against one Asia who's new out there and then a new team? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's cool. I mean, playing against Asia, like I can never take Asia seriously. But it's just <laughs> funny because like, I I just know for a fact, like Asia wants to block my shot so bad. And luckily like she hasn't been able to block it yet, but I just <laughs> know she want to block my shot so bad. because I just know it's just like, some just be like, some just tricking her mind when I'm like going to the bathroom so and I see her come. I'm like, I know she about to try to block my shot. And if she <laughs> block my shot, I never get to live it down. So, so far I'm good. But I mean, I trust. Now I do trust talk Asia though. Like I trust me and Asia trust talk each other and we'd be laughing on the court with each other. But other than that's probably the only person I talk. No, it's probably all the, well, I talk trust to Tiffany Mitchell. I talked trash to Stephanie Brung and I talked trash to Dominic Shields, but those are all my friends. So yeah. I taught trash to them. But other players, I don't talk trash to them. But it's it, definitely it, fun playing against ages. It's Asia, a block I can't on get you. Asia, seriously, though.
0: I can totally see the meme just coming up on Twitter and her and Dawn and everybody just like going crazy off of it. Do not let her get this block on you, girl. I,
1: I can't because <laughs> I'll never hear the, hear the end of this ever.
0: LOL. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to next season what like what do you want to improve on the most like what's something you just feel like you can improve on more oh uh, well for me when I go into the offseason I focus on my game as a
1: whole so I try to not put too much time to one thing and just kind of be like hmm, like what else can I do to elevate my game and what I worked on last offseason was being able to create more off the dribble uh, improve my ball hunt so for this offseason I want to continue improving on that so I can even be even more shifty on the court and be able to create my
0: own shot. you obviously have practices you go to and things are different with covid so like are there extra i i don't know like do you just come home and get shops up is there like a local gym you like to go to or uh, i guess a trainer you you go to and visit that helps you work on the things you're trying to work on uh yeah i have a trainer uh, his
1: name is john holman back in when I used to be in uh, San Marcos I'm currently living in Houston uh, was in uh, San Marcos I was able to meet it's crazy because I met John through uh, my boyfriend because my boyfriend and his wife both work at the same like elementary school Uh, Mm -hmm. so she was able to tell my boyfriend about John and he told me about John I was like well I need to train in the San Marcos area anyway so why not and ever since then I've been training John but now that I moved to the the Houston area. Uh, He he comes down here, and also we do uh sessions via Zoom as well. But I go to like this gym. It's like a it's called Redline Gym, and it's like it's like real like quiet. So I'm I'm normally in there by myself, so I have the whole gym to myself.
0: Everyone loves a good gym to themselves. Seriously, yes. it's the best time <laughs> to focus. <laughs> so, when does the season start this year? Right? With things a little different with COVID. Uh yeah, I'm not sure uh the start time for next season.
1: But I know this season was definitely different because we started like back in like way late in July. So I don't know how it is next season. We haven't got any
0: info on that yet. So for this upcoming season though, excitement level 1 to 10, what are you? Uh, I'll say I'm at
1: uh right now because I'm unsure that we're having the season or not, I'll say I'm at like a 8. If it's like written in stone that we're having the season, I'll probably still be like a Eight or nine. Ten is just like perfect. And I know. So I'd be like an eight or nine.
0: It's going to be. I feel like it's going to be a while before things are, I guess, said perfect again. But I'm just happy that we're able to have the season safely. Yeah. Before I let you go, we asked. Oh, yeah.
1: That's the biggest thing, being safe.
0: A hundred percent. Before I let you go, we asked our opinions on Pickens (laughs) fam to send us some of the things they wanted me to chat with you about. So here's a few things that they asked. Let's go ahead and jump into the first question. Mm-hmm. What is one or two okay. things every player has to have going into each game? Competitiveness
1: and confidence. You just knowing that when you're going a game, you just know that the person that you're guarding or the person that you're going against, that they're not better than you. So the biggest thing is just being competitive and having confidence because without those two things, you'll basically get exposed.
0: Next question would be, did you ever think you'd be where you are today?
1: Well, for me personally, WNBA. I mean, that's why I stuck to playing basketball because honestly, if I knew I had no chance of making the WNBA, I probably would have uh, probably chose another career, but but I really had no plan B. I mean, basketball was my plan A, and that's the only thing I had in my mind that I was going to be in the WNBA. So I literally had no plan B, just plan A, make it to the WNBA.
0: I love it. I love it. A girl with a goal <laughs> and she works towards it and gets it, which is a great example, people, to show you that if you put your mind to it and you work hard, keywords, put your mind to it, work hard, many things are possible. And Alicia, I can just say, seriously, I look up to you. A lot of people look up to you and great job. And just it's, it's amazing to see you grow. It really is. Thank you. I really
1: appreciate that.
0: Of course. I'm excited to see you and the Dallas Wings ball out in this (laughs) upcoming season. I really need to get an Alicia Gray jersey, get on Instagram, take a few photos in it. And also, (laughs) I'm going to send you some opinions on Pickens merchandise too, girl. What's your size? I wear a medium shirt. Okay. Actually, it's funny. Well, I'm a medium. Women, I'm a large. See, she's like me, guys. One of the things I loved about being in class, Alicia, is she is a little taller than me which doesn't happen often i think i'm like five eleven. what are you six foot
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i mean it's just it's not very often because i'm sure with your job it is now with you but just in life in normal life to just walk around among six foot yeah. tall women in in regular life and so yeah we kind of have she's obviously more fit than i am people but like the same kind of body fit like height and stuff but i'm excited <laughs> to send you some stuff ah. But thank you so much for chatting with me. I'm glad we finally got to catch up and let the OOP fam in on some info and your life along the way. And thanks for joining us again, Alicia. We appreciate it. Can you let the people know where they can follow you at online?
1: Uh, You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at greatness, G-R-A-Y-T-N-E-S-S 15. And that's both Instagram and Twitter. Go oh, ahead and, and you her. can follow me on, I got Twitch too. And that's the same as my Instagram and Twitter name. Wait, wait pause. What is a Twitch? Uh, it's a gaming, gaming platform. I stream oh. when I game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I just learned something. I had no idea what a <laughs> Twitch was. <laughs> Once again, thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson, and this is Opinions on Pickens. Tune in next week. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at OpinionsOnPiggins. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.